episode 274 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. All the fallout from All Out and Payback, plus last night's Monday Night Raw. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, what's going on? Not much, man. But actually, podcast-wise, it's a lot because today uh, will actually be our five-year anniversary show. Happy birthday, Uh, buddy. (laughs) Indeed. You're a, you're a good-looking five-year-old for fuck's sake. Very mature, <laughs> very, very mature-looking five-year-old. Um, I'm a five-year-old yeah, who's also shaved. Jeez, what's going on? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's um, you know, it's been a long time. At least it it feels that way. And um, this uh, this is actually the perfect show to mark five years to be. Specific and say um, story before you want. See, and today because it's five years, I didn't even scare you this time. Uh, no, and I I appreciated that. <laughs> I I definitely did. For those of you that that don't know, or maybe uh, brands faking new to our show, um, Elio has made it his one of his main joys in life uh, <laughs> to scare the shit out of me every time I um. Every time I log on here. Sorry. No, I'm not. Uh, well, I know you're not, but it's okay. Um, but uh, he spared me because usually he finds um, creepy pictures from shitty horror movies to scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> um, and and some of them are very, very creepy. So I, I appreciate you sparing me in celebration of uh, five years. Um, but uh, to be specific, um, our first show was September 7th, 2018. Mm-hmm. And since we don't record on Thursdays, uh, this is the the big show this evening. Um, but my God, do we have a show worthy of a worthy of a massive celebration um, for you tonight because, we don't have one, folks. No, no, no. We have two pay-per-view reviews, as well as Monday Night Raw. And Ben, I also um, have something else to say. We have Murder Mystery, and I have that uh, tournament of the best uh, me- best metal group tournament. Yes, I I definitely want to uh, want to do that, and thank God. I'm going to get a little somber on you, but thank God that this show was not scheduled for tomorrow because it turns out that one of our co-hosts, uh, Charlie, um, he has to be, uh, he has to be put to sleep tomorrow. So, um, so I, uh, yeah. Okay. You can tell me off here about it, but yeah. Okay. Um. Well, no, nothing happened. He's just, he's just starting to uh, he's just starting to really struggle, and um, and it's just time. And I don't I don't want to get in this situation where he's in a lot of pain, and then it sucks for all of us. Um. So, um. But um. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been mentioned on this show many many times, and um, and had this been scheduled for uh, tomorrow, I would have had to cancel, uh, because I will be in no proper emotional state. But we are going to um, 
we're going to soldier on and um you know and as is typically the case in my life wrestling has always been there when uh something sucks and um and tonight is no different uh so without bringing the um the energy down too much uh let's say we start with our um payback review Right. And actually, before we do that, let me pull up the wrestlingdata.com site so we can look at the ratings that those people gave the show. Oh, God. I, I wonder if I'm going to have to get really upset. I don't I don't have it in me tonight for the for reasons I just explained, which was partially why I. Uh, why I told you guys what was going on. Oops, uh, on September 2nd. Hold on. No, go on. Yeah. I'm, I'm just opening up the site. You know, if I don't seem like I have the normal energy that would be required for this kind of show, um, then that's why. And I just wanted to be uh, transparent with you. But, um, but luckily, we have some pretty exciting stuff to talk about. Oh, right, sir. I have the site up. So let's start Very good. from, uh, no, wait, wait, there was no match on the kickoff show. Yeah, um, was there? I don't, I don't think so, but move. then again, I didn't, I didn't see it because I never no, watched. No, no, there was no match on the kickoff show. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get into our opening match. It is a steel cage match, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Now, you know how I feel about steel cage matches in 2023, but if you take that one out, this match was a lot better than I expected, and uh, hopefully now we are done with this feud. Please. I, 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 would, I would literally give these ladies almost anything that they wanted in order to stop this feud. Um, but that... Um, that being said, this match itself was far and above the best thing to come out of this feud. Um, you know, they, they really, um, they really did a, uh, a a very good job. Um, and 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 to be honest with you, the fact that this match uh, was able to capture my interest at all. Um, it's quite the feat, folks. And, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a smartass, but I was completely disinterested in this going in mm -hmm. because I was just so checked out of the, the feud. Um, because, you know, and, and I've, I've mentioned this a, a few times, but it, it bears relevance since this is the blow-off match. Um, to the Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus deal. Um, you know, the rivalry started because Trish Stratus um, insulted Becky's kid. You know, it was because originally Becky Lynch and Lita were teamed up and were, tagged, were women's tag team champions. And then Trish... Um, Trish replaced her. They went on a little run, and then Trish um, attacked her. And one of the worst executed on-camera attacks I've ever seen. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then 
I think it was the following week, you know, Trish Stratus mentioned uh, Becky Lynch's very young daughter in that promo. Now, now, this is just me being old school, folks. And, and you know, partially this is my personality, too. But if uh, if kids or relatives get mentioned in in a fight in real life somebody's getting hurt and i would and if you're going to bring that up in a um in a pro wrestling sense um then i would appreciate that being the focus of of the feud and of the blow off match but it was just it was just used, um, you know, as a, like a cheap heat deal, and I I just didn't like that. Um, but um, getting into this match specifically, um, this was so good. Um, c- considering now, now I will I will I will say something. Um, on on the, on the negative side, and it has nothing to do with either lady's performance. But after after the match was over, um, Michael Cole. Now I I realize he has to say these things to a certain extent, but Michael Cole was like, "That's a match of the year candidate." I, I I'm sorry, no. Was it a very good match? Yes, it was. But come on. And, and, and when you when you start throwing around match of the year and stuff like that, you're getting a little, you know, oh, this is the biggest thing of all time. Oh, it's this. You know, we've heard all those superlatives in wrestling, and it just kind of gets wasted now. Um, but um, but the, but finally getting into the match. This match got twenty minutes. Which, which, first of all, had you told me that going into the match, I would have been like, "What the fuck?" Um, <laughs> because I'm I'm that disinterested in the in the feud. Um, but um, you know, they had some really cool spots in this um, in this match. One of them was um, Becky slamming, and I mean slamming Trish's head into the cage repeatedly um and usually usually folks it's very obvious that they're faking it because it's just you know to the trained eye you can you can see that they're not really hitting the cage or very gently hitting the cage Mm -hmm. when when they when they do that kind of thing but in this situation it looked really really vicious and i just i really appreciated that and another, um, some other cool spots was they used throwbacks to the first um, ever women's steel cage match. Like uh, Trish hit, hit a, um, a widow's peak in honor of um, Victoria. Um, and then um, uh, Becky did a uh, twist of fate for Lita. For those of you that don't know, um, Victoria and Lita were in the first ever uh, female steel, steel cage match in WWE history. Um, so those were very cool 
of moments. And then if you if you guys actually saw this, uh, Victoria responded in a very nice way to Trish calls, um, shouting her out like that. Um, and um, another really cool spot that I that I like was um, you know Trish hanging upside down off the top of the cage. Oh, I was getting um, scared. I'm like, no, no, come out, get back up there. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Well, yes, and 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 you know that's and, and I, I I've always been a fan of Trish, but this but this heel run has not been good. Um, but he, but even that being said, I didn't want her to get um, hurt. So it did look kind of meh um, to start, but it, but given that she didn't get hurt, it ended up being a cool uh, spot. Yeah, because um, you don't really you don't really see that in um, in steel cage matches. Typically, you see people kind of waiting for their opponent to come get them off the top of the cage. Yeah. And you know it, it gets a little bit, a little bit ridiculous because you, you know, smart fans know what they're doing, um, and you know it just kind of takes away from the match. But overall, I, I I felt that this match was very good, and I I would I would very comfortably give it a, a four out of five. Um, well, ben, now, ben, sorry, Ben. Let me just say. Uh, 30, 38% of agree with you. They gave it a four as well. Okay, very good. Um, so sorry for a little bit of dead air there, but um, but yeah, and in post match, uh, Trish thought it was a good idea to piss off Zoe Stark, <laughs> which I could have told you before you did that. You don't want to piss off Zoe Stark, and and then Zoe ended up, um hitting the Z360 on yep. Trish after locking her in the cage with her. So uh, that wasn't one of Trish's brightest moments, but the match was, was very, very good. Um, all right. Next one we had. Oh, well, first of all, what what did you think of the match? Oh, no, no, this one was like, I already gave my thoughts. That the, I was saying this one was better than I expected. I liked the callback to Victor and Lita and um, that spot at the top of the cage with Trish hanging upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah I guess one out of four as well. Absolutely. The next match we have LA Knight versus Miz. You know what? I went back and watched this and I'm like, there's way too much John Cena. You're right. So what we were talking about on yeah. Sunday night. Just way there was way too much John Cena. Initially I said it was an okay match. But yeah, uh, now that I yeah. saw it again, yeah, I um, I was very extremely disappointed with with this match. As yeah. a matter of fact, because you know what they're doing with LA Knight right now, and just how the fans have gotten behind him and stuff like that, like that's a really cool thing, and um. And, you know, when they announced this match for Payback, this was actually one of the matches that I was looking forward to the most. I'm, I'm not kidding you at all. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just saying that. And um, this match did almost nothing for me because of, you know, John Cena's involvement in it. Now, 
that's not that, that's nothing against John Cena. I'm I'm actually quite happy that he's back for this eight week run, and I think that's very cool of him to do. He doesn't have to do that. He's a, he's an icon. You know, he's almost in a conversation by himself, and with with the six hundred and fifty mega wishes. You know, I ha- I don't have one negative word to say about that dude. Um, however, um, with him being the special guest referee in this uh, match, it made no sense. It I mean, was just. I, I mean, if I'm if I'm the referee and you got in my face, what what would happen to you? You get disqualified if you put your hands on me and get in my face. Exactly. <laughs> but... How many times did he get in John Cena's face? Both that I know end up is. Uh, oh, so many times, but it, but but it became ridiculous. It was more about John than it was L.A. Knight or the Miz, and that's what I don't like about it. Like 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 when a Miz was putting the boots L.A. Knight and John Cena grabbed around right waist and pulled them off, and then he did the same thing to L.A. Knight. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was just um, you know, it was over the top, and that that whole situation was about John. Yep. And I don't I don't blame WWE for getting him on the pay-per-view. That's not what I'm saying. But the way that it was done um, was just not good. It wasn't executed well. And what did um, you give this one? I, I, you know what? I, I'm going to sound like an asshole, but I got to give it two and a half stars. 49% disagree with you. They gave it a four. Bull fucking shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I want to know what you're smoking because you're clearly smoking some of that good shit because your brain is not functioning properly if you give that match a four. Um, and, and furthermore, folks, I'm, this is just a general rule, nothing to do with the match or the participants. But a match that went less than 10 minutes cannot be a four-star match. I'm sorry. It can't. All right. So on to the next match for the U.S. title. Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Um, I I really like this match. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Rey Mysterio is my all-time favorite. Um... For those of you that don't know that, but I think I think long time listeners uh, should know that by now. Um, and you know, I'm really digging this LWO involvement um, uh, with um, with Ray and and just you know, kind of like the callback to my childhood with WCW. Now. <laughs> I don't know about you folks, but let me just say, Austin Theory's run with the United States Championship, in my opinion, was extremely underwhelming. I know that he had it for quite a a while, and WWE likes to focus on length of reigns now and number of days, and in a lot of ways, that's, that's cool. That's very different from what they used to do, and um I think in a way, if if it's done right, it it makes the the title more prestigious, and you know we're seeing that with you know Roman Reigns and and Gunther, his name is Walter, goddammit. it, 
Um, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, Austin Theory did not have a, what I would call a successful title run. Now, that being said, um, you know, this match was, I would call this match average. If it wasn't for my, uh, for my absolute adoration for Rey Mysterio, um, then, um, you know, I might give this a little bit longer. But the fact that he, or a little bit lower score, I should say, um, but the fact that he can still do what he does at his age is is amazing. And I really like the the storyline that they have him in. Uh, okay. Like I said, with the LWO, and I I really want to see how this develops with Santos Escobar. Um, so I like the fact that they kept the title on him, and I think um, I think that this is a really good vehicle to um, continue um, the trajectory that Ray's on with this storyline. So match-wise, you know, it was average. Um, like, you know, I'll give it like like a like a two star, to be honest with you. Um, but um, but I'm I'm not hating on it by any means. What did you think? No, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I, I gave this one a two star. However, forty percent disagreed. They gave it a three. Well, you know, and, and 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 that's, but that's reasonable. I I don't I don't feel like that's like completely like oh my god I want to throw my headphones and turn off the show like like some of the ratings we've gotten with the site in the past. You might want to for the next match. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I will because we're gonna get, we're gonna get into that. Um, now, let's start with the positives of this undisputed tag team title, Steel City Street Fight. Now, obviously, we're in Pittsburgh. If you didn't know, Steel City is Pittsburgh, and and I, I should say. I'm a Baltimore sports fanatic, so I got a problem with Pittsburgh just on the just on on the basis of that. Ravens and Steelers have, you know, in my opinion, the best rivalry in football. So I am I am firmly on the side of Baltimore sports. So anything Pittsburgh, I'm like, eh, fuck off. Not not really, but I'm just you know from a sports and being a heel, I'm like, fuck. Fuck Pittsburgh. Um, but, you know, there were aspects of this match that were very, very good and very, very entertaining. Um, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with with um, with these four guys. And, you know, God knows we've seen some version of this match for 10 consecutive weeks. I really want this to be the last match in the feud. I do. I hope to God we don't see this again because holy shit. Now, this match also pissed me off because it fucked up my pay-per-view points game uh, and made me lose to Clay. I came in second because of this fucking match. So fuck you. Once again, goes out to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I came in last place. 77. Ugh. Uh... Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what happened there. Usually, you're um, you're pretty much. It's this match because I was really a, good. I was in the hundreds. 
it's this match that messed it up. Well, yeah, it messed it up for a lot of people, I feel like. And it, it definitely did for me. Now, now, so let's talk about the, the, the positive stuff is that, you know, uh, you can't, you, like I said, you can't go wrong with these four, and the fact that it was a, it was, it was like a brawl and a, and, and it felt like a boss fight made it feel like you know the last match in a few. What I did not like about this is that it became like a ad for Pittsburgh sports. You know, you you had the fucking hockey sticks. You had the t- the terrible towels in Pittsburgh, the terrible towels for the Steelers, which every time I see a t- terrible towel, I just want to rip it the fucking half, but that's the Baltimore sports guy coming out of me. That's where I'm, I'm, I'm from just now or outside Baltimore, so give me a break. Um, but, you know, it's just with the hockey stick, with the Penguins jerseys, with the terrible towels, it's like... right. Why the fuck? Wait, I have, a question. You... I have a question. During this match, where did they find the time to get it, get changed into the hockey oh, Thank you. Thank you. How stupid did that look while we were while we were waiting? There was a, there was a sizable, you know, chunk of that time where we were just standing around waiting because imagine, I, imagine if I hit you with the hockey stick and then I'm like, wait, wait, Ben, hold on, I'll be right back. Give me a second that you have to go and put my jersey on. What? No, no, you're going to get head checked in that (laughs) class without the fucking jersey. Fuck you, (laughs) You know, it's just, it's like, I get it. And I think, I think the reason why they, why they did that in terms of the pandering to Pittsburgh was because they had, um, earlier in the day, they had presented, um, Cameron Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers um, with the um, Pittsburgh Steelers legacy belt. They created the legacy belts um, for all 32 of the NFL teams to coincide with the NFL season. So uh, Corey Graves, the local Pittsburgh guy, went and um, presented Cameron Hayward uh, with the Pittsburgh one at, I think, the Pittsburgh practice facility. So I think that's why they were pandering so much, because they were trying to, you know, get over their partnership with the NFL and all that stuff. Um, but it, it was just, oh, my God. You know, you know, it, it's just, we all know that it's a cheap way to get heat. You know, you insult the hometown team or you, the wrestlers and say, my hometown's better or whatever the fuck. But, you know, aside from the sports stuff, there, there was just too much outside bullshit going on. Yeah. You know, like we knew that this was going to happen because it's, it's, it's a street fight and it's judgment day. So, you know, that everybody involved with the judgment day is going to interfere. And I did like, like that. I did like that to jump that Kevin Owens sit from the rail, though. That looks sick. Yes. The, the, the Swanton bomb. He yeah. Did a, did a, his, 
his best early 2000s Jeff Harding impression. I I appreciated that. It was very reminiscent of of the spot that uh, Jeff did with the Hardys um, at Royal Rumble 2000 in um, in New York. Um, if you don't know what spot I'm talking about, I feel bad for you, and you're entirely too young to be listening to this podcast. Let's fucking know. Hey, I thought that was pretty good. Um, but um, I mean, it, 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 the match was fun. Do I want to see this kind of thing again, where they pander to the sports teams constantly? No. That kind of took me out of it. I, I'll be honest with you, um, but I'll give I'll give it the three stars because I appreciated the street fight aspect of it. Oh my god! Wait till you hear what the fans gave it. Well, first of all, what would you give it? Uh, this for me was a three star. Like uh, I could have done without all the hockey stuff, like and all the sticks and the jersey and so Like, but. For the most part, I gave it a three star. I get it, it's a street fight and stuff, but okay. And, That's and... my rating. Now, here's what the fans gave it 49% gave it a five stars. Oh, uh, <laughs> what was Dave Dowser uh, rating this match? Fuck all. Anyone that rated this a five-star doesn't know what professional wrestling is or what it's about. Shut up. Just go away. What the fuck? You WWE shilling motherfuckers. Who paid you to say that? You dumb fucks. Jeez. But everybody enjoys different things. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us to the women's uh, title Raquel Rodriguez versus her name is Gonzalez yes and, and, and this was this was clearly the worst match of the night Look, so again this one I I went back and watched it like mm, now, now, now I'm seeing it a little differently this so, match... that's what I do like my initial rating might be one way but then I go back and watch it, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, and you know what? This match was entirely too long. Uh, 17 minutes and 21 seconds, oh, according yeah, to this. It was just me. It was just a slow-moving match, though. Oh, my God. It was it, so slow. So some, part, some points, it was like, it's, it's like I've been watching this match forever. It's like it wouldn't end. It's like I, I can do the clock. I'm like, are we done yet? Yeah, my 94-year-old grandmother could have wrestled a, a faster-paced match before she died than this shit. I mean, uh, man, this, this is definitely not their last woman standing match in NXT. That one was crazy. I love that. No, match. no. It was, it, and once again, if you don't know what we're talking about, I feel bad for you. Um, and you really need to do your research on NXT Black and Gold. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch that match, and and then you'll you'll figure out partially why I hate the current crop of NXT. Fuck off. Anyhow, I'm I'm very charged up and emotional this evening because 
I have a lot going on in my head, and I'm just yeah. kind of using this as a, um, you know, right. out, outlet, yeah. so to speak. Um, but it's just, um, you, you know, this match didn't have to be on pay-per-view. No disrespect to either lady, but, I, I mean, th did anyone really think Raquel Gonzalez was going to win this match? No, I and I, I went and picked her to win, but but see, because they don't have to win the match and win the championship, they can win by disqualification or countout. Is what is where I was coming from with um my pick. Well, well, uh, well. Thank you for explaining yourself, but Jesus Christ, I think I think you still had a brain fart there. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucked up. Well, you fucked up significantly on that one. Oh. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah. So I think um, I think we'll actually. I think we can get in the review. No, we have, one, we have one more match. We're good. We have one more match. We still have four minutes or three minutes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So um, the uh, the main event was Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke. Oh, uh, would you would you give the the Rhea Ripley match? A uh, two star, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I give it a two star. However, forty percent give it a three. Once again, I think that was because of who was participating in Rhea Ripley, and I, I, I can understand yeah. that. But I, th this match did absolutely nothing for me. All right, on, well, to, on to the main event. Which, folks, this right here, this was the the match of the night for me. Yeah, easily. Um, this was extremely good. This was 26 minutes of some quality shit. You know, this is this was amazing between two of the best in the world. I don't know if you get um, my thoughts on it because I liked everything about this match from beginning to end. Well, yes, and, and, and I'm right there with you too. You know, some matches are, are hard to break down. I've always said this, you know. If something was really, really, really good, I'm just going to tell you to go watch it, you know, um, and that's what I'm going to tell you here. Um, I love the presentation of um, of Shinsuke now. Yep. Um, and I love kind of the cerebral aspect to his character. And, um, hey, you know, kind of hold on. Is he the new cerebral assassin? Uh, no, no, but he's he's really doing a good job of getting in Seth's head. No, I'm and, saying I'm saying you remember Triple H when he was uh, wrestling. Absolutely, is he, is Shinsuke the new the 2023 version? Oh, well, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, but um, with that yeah. in mind, we will wrap up the review because the clock is is. Uh, rapidly telling us to get out of our Zoom room. But yes, this was the high point of payback by a long shot. Um, absolutely. So we'll be right back with your all out um, review. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. And we are back. And okay, Ben, before we move on to AEW All Out, what is your rating for payback? I would give it a B. I would agree with you. I'd give it a B as well. So now we are going to move to AEW All Out. Ben, I'll be right back. Okay. 
Um, well, apparently, I'm going to move to um, all out while um, Elio steps aside for a second. Um, the the first match we had was let me just let me just pull this up. Was the ROH Tag Team Championship match? Um, it was MJF and Adam Cole who had just recently won the titles from uh, uh, from Aussie Open at All In. They were making their first title defense against. Hold on, what are you doing? Are you doing the the, the zero hour? No, I'm I'm doing the um because I didn't see zero hour. I'm just doing oh, okay. the. It's okay, I didn't see either. Yeah, and then versus versus the dark order, and and if you were slightly confused as to why the dark order were getting a, I was confused. Um. Well, I I was too. So let me explain it to you because I had to go look it up. Um. Apparently. They won a battle royal uh, in order to uh, accomplish this. Wait a minute, was that one on Rampage? Yes. Oh. And nobody watches Rampage, so that's why the that's why the fuck I had to go back and take a look. But but so nothing against the Dark Order, folks. But like, okay. MJF and Adam Cole is this bromance that has been building all summer long, right? Then what do you think of this name for their team? It's well, it's just it's it's fun. It's stupid, but it's fine. Um anyway, um so this is a bromance that's been building all summer long between MJF and Adam Cole. Yes, the brochachos. Absolutely. The Hermanos. Um, and and it's just at at first I was like, oh God, that you know, it's so obvious that MJF's gonna turn on Adam Cole and you know, all this sort of stuff. And you know, I'm actually glad that they didn't do that. I was expecting them to, to go that route and have MJF turn on him. Uh, at the end of their match at All In. Uh, and I would have been fine with that too, but if, if they want to keep this going because it's hot right now, I'm good. Um, but, you know, for the Dark Order, as I just explained, they won a Battle Royal on Rampage in order to get this opportunity. Yay! Uh, <laughs> but but once again, I have to question, and I know the answer because you know the AEW tag team titles are being held by um, FTR, so obviously that's why they didn't use um, the AEW tag team titles in the, in this feud, right? But it's just who watches ROH? And I'm not being a smartass. I'm legitimately asking. I don't. I, I, you know, I, with the wrestlers that they have there now, like, I am so lost. This is not the and, ROH that I remember. And, you know, this is coming from the guy who, you know, loved, you know, the original uh, Ring of Honor and when, when um, 
Sinclair Broadcasting, which is 20 minutes away from me, their headquarters. When Sinclair Broadcasting um, brought it back to TV, I was so excited. Uh, and I wa- I watched it, and it was it was a good show. I've been to several, um, you know, ROH shows as a result of um, having um, a friend that worked for um, Sinclair Broadcasting at the time. I think he still does. And um, so I was able to, um, I was able to go to meet and greets. I was or a meet and greet. I was able to go to a couple of the final battles. Um, I met Jay Lethal there. It was very, very nice. Um, and, um, you know, so I, I have plenty of really good experiences with Ring of Honor. So I have, I have no reason to cheer against it, folks. My problem is that why are they involving ROH on an AEW pay-per-view? Like, I get Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, but I guarantee you the main audience that watches AEW does not watch Ring of Honor. And they certainly don't watch this version of Ring of Honor because, as you just said, what is this current version of Ring of Honor? I, I honestly don't know. Um, so, so, and the fact that, so there was that and the fact that it was just so obvious that the Dark Order stands no chance. Now, for for whatever reason, um, you know, they decided to give the Dark Order this opportunity, but again, it's like why? Because we're so it's so obvious what's gonna happen here. And you're gonna say, Well, they need it. well, they need opponents, sure. But if something is so obvious, then I question the I question the decision to make the match. You know, because it if you're gonna make an entire match out of this, in this case it lasted fourteen minutes and three seconds. I'm sorry, but the Dark Order, based on what they've been doing on TV, which to my knowledge is absolutely nothing, they should not be on a a pay-per-view. I'm sorry. Um, so that's that was my my problem with that match. And plus, you know, it was built like a handicap match because the only thing that MJF did pretty much because he was selling the neck injury from all in was the kangaroo kick. Now the kangaroo kick folks is hilarious. He literally hops around like a kangaroo. I saw that. Double drop kick. It is absolutely fucking hilarious. Now that is the comedy that I want to see in professional wrestling. Not like Miz TV like we saw on Raw, but we'll get into that during the Raw review. But there's differences in caliber of comedy in professional wrestling. I like the kangaroo kick, but like that was the highlight of the match. So it's like 14 minutes and three seconds, and and this is this is it for something that was dead obvious. Like you're just trying to fill time, and for a show that has. Ten matches, not including the three that were on the pre-show, 
why did this match have to be on the on the uh, pay-per-view? Mm -hmm. Because what has the Dark Order or, you know, uh, MJF ever had to do with Ring of Honor outside of this current version? Like, it's just weird. Um, but after, after, so the match itself, I would give two stars. I really would. Okay. Uh, for well, 41, uh, yeah, I would give it uh, two stars. It was like, okay, because it, I mean, it's a dark order, right? So, yeah, I gave two stars. 41% gave it three. And I am I am so sorry because this is nothing against the dark order, but since Birdie Lee is passing, what have they done? Yeah. Actually we never really even see them anymore. So, you know, and then of course after the match, you know, he um Samoa Joe like recreated that viral NXT mind from back in the day where he shoved NXT uh, when he shoved MJF when he was working as an extra. I so, saw that. So MJ, MJF is coming back up the ramp. Samoa Joe's music hits, and he and he just shoves MJF out of the way. That was hilarious. Now, um, now as I just said, I'm I'm familiar with Ring of Honor television, so I so I appreciated this matchup with Samoa Joe and Shane Taylor. I was actually looking forward to it, despite the fact that they did nothing to build this show. So I have a question: What do you think about Shane Taylor? I really like Shane Taylor. Okay. I've I've seen a lot of stuff um, from him. I, you know, I love Shane Taylor. But for those of you that have not seen Ring of Honor and you're like, "Who the fuck is Shane Taylor?" I don't blame you. Because what did AEW do to introduce you to, to Shane Taylor? He had one backstage segment on on AEW TV back in the day. One. I, I didn't even know that uh, he was facing some old Joe. So, you know, it, it was it, it was a decent enough match, but it was like six minutes long. So it's just like, and you know Samoa Joe is going to win based off – based off of what him and CM Punk pulled off at, at all in all of the all of the other CM Punk stuff aside which we've already discussed if you haven't caught that episode go back and check the last one I don't want to spend so you know I'm, I'm 40 looking, minutes on it so I'm looking up uh, like Shane Taylor like like his profile yeah so he was part of SoCal Uncensored yes that must have been a before AEW. Yes, okay. that was um that was Ring of Honor, and then he was also oh, okay. All right. he did his own thing called Shane Taylor Enterprises. Oh no, I'm um, seeing Shane Taylor Promotions here. Yeah, okay. Or promotions? What did I say? Yeah, enterprises. I'm I'm sorry. This isn't Star Trek. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but um. Yeah, Shane Taylor is is awesome. So if this leads to more Shane Taylor, I'm all I'm all for that. But this is a, this is another match that that the result is a dead giveaway. And regardless of the participants, I hate matches that are dead giveaways. 
let alone matches that are dead giveaways taking place on pay-per-view. Oh, and by the way, folks, in case I didn't say that, um, this this pay-per-view, All Out, wasn't built for shit because it took place a week after All In, their self-proclaimed biggest show of all time, okay? So if I'm coming off like a smart-ass a little bit, it's on purpose. Well, we're should... here because uh, we didn't even know any of the matches because they didn't they didn't even do anything to build this show. Uh, no, they no, they didn't. Which which is partially why I'm so so surprised that it was so good from an in ring perspective, and um the the really good in ring stuff starts with Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Now this is a oh, big horse match. Did you give me ratings? Um, oh, for the, for, uh, yeah, I, I would give it a, I would give it a three for what it, for what it was. It was okay. actually, you know what? No, I have to follow up my own rule. I'm sorry. I can't do that. I, Cause I said earlier matches that go less than 10 minutes. I can't give, you know, three stars. So I got to give it two, but I, 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 I do appreciate both participants. Um, so next match is what? So the next match was the TNT title. Luchasaurus, surprisingly, he defended I so, his... I, I'm so confused by Christian Cage. Like, Christian Cage walks around like he's a champion. I don't understand. I, I, I know. It's it's so stupid. It, it fits him, but, like, logically, it's stupid. So Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. This was, like, every Darby Allen match we've ever seen. Where he throws his body at the big guy, like he has no regard for anything, and, and somehow magically he wins, which is a classic, which is a classic big man little man formula, and stuff like that. But I just um, oh I'm sorry I I, of course this match was before Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs. I went down a little too far before yeah. I. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, so I I went back up. So sorry for the confusion, but um, so as much as I appreciate Darby Allen, and, and this match was very very good, I, I I would give it a three and a half, uh, easily. I actually agree wholeheartedly with the review that I'm looking at here. They gave it a three a, three and a half as well. Um, they had some really cool spots in here, like an Avalanche Code Red. Off the top, from Darby to uh, to Luchasaurus. I can't believe I have to call a grown man a fucking dinosaur name. Shit, <laughs> you know I, I I get it, but whatever. Anywho, um, you know, so just it it was a it was a very good match. Um, I um oh. Fuck. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Darby actually lost. My, my bad. Yeah, I, uh, I, I made it sound like he won, but he lost. He got his ass whipped. Uh, at the end, because, because, uh, Luchasaurus and Christian laid him out, and then, and then Nick Wayne comes in like the disturbed little brother. You know, I don't get what they're doing with Nick Wayne. I have nothing against him, but I really don't get it. Um, but this was, 
this was a very good match. This was actually, if we were doing the traditional high points, low points, this would be a high point for me. I enjoyed this. I get it that Nick Wayne's a third generation wrestler, but really, no one would know who his father, who his grandfather was. Yeah. Well, I didn't. When you told me who he, is, who he was, the yeah. moon dog, I, I had never heard of him. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, like, I don't get it. Like, it's because he's friends with Darby Allen. Why are you, like, putting such a spotlight on him? I don't know. But, um, but yeah, and another high point of the night was, was this one. Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. This was one of the classic, you know, big hoss matches, but this one was one of the best I've seen in a long time in terms of this style of match. Um, and, and, you know, like, they were, like, challenging each other to hit each other with things. They, they kept they kept on commentary and on the crowd. They, they, they kept calling him meat, slapping meat, big men beating meat. I'm like, who is? Wow, why did we? Who was doing that? I couldn't figure out who that was. Who was doing that one? It was. I think it was Taz and Jr. I'm like, can we, can we stop? Please, I don't want to envision that. <laughs> you know, no offense to whoever, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not not the imagery I want to. Uh, I believe they use the term "big meaty men slapping oh meat." I'm like, God, <laughs> stop! I'm like, I will pay you to shut the fuck up now, <laughs> right? But having said that, the match was very, very good, very, very good, and I'm actually. Thrilled that Miro got the win because he needed it now so wait, bad. Now wait, the ending. Why? What? What? Where was the logic in that? And I and I I say that because okay, everybody knows C.J. Perry, aka the former Alana, is is um, you know, his wife. Everybody understands yeah. that, but. You know, even from a storyline perspective, why bring her in? Because he's been saying since he came back, he renounces everything, you know, from his former life. You know, he's a new person. You know, he he said in a promo, he renounces his life. He's not interested in what in whatever. You know, so it's like why bring her out here? It, it just made it very awkward. You know, but and when he, when he was walking back up the road, he's like, he's like, you're not real. What? Oh well, well, I I can I can assure you, she's real. She was real when you were bragging about about having sex with her in a tank backstage at WrestleMania one year. <laughs> was she real back then? I'm pretty sure. Was it real disgusting when she was making out with Bobby Lashley? <laughs> actually, actually, I I just uh, pulled up an article on her. It says, it says, uh, the deal came together the week or so prior to All Out. And well, good, good for her, right? We're told we're not even sure a name has been decided as of yet. 
Oh, so, so it's not just that appearance? Uh, no, apparently, uh, apparently uh, they have a deal or something that was set a week prior to All Out. Oh, God. I was hoping it was just a one-off. It was so lie. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck me, uh, senseless with a pitchfork. That would be oh, last no, thanks. <laughs> No, but I said that on purpose. It would be that would be less painful than <laughs> than you know what this is. But anyway, I just holy crap! Yeah, but don't let that take away from the match. The match was awesome. Um. Although the they messed up with the um, with the Will Hobbs attacking uh, attacking Miro because because he he it looked like Will Hobbs was going for the attack mm-hmm. and um, and um, Miro turned around too quickly so they had to sell it like no 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 you're good and then the second he turned his back he attacked him. So it looked like they messed that up. I could be wrong, but it looked like a screw up on on my part. Um, but yeah, that that was also uh, um, a high point. Um, but one of the highest of high points, and this is a match I can't even review, other than to tell you you have to watch this thing. To try to review this thing, folks would be impossible because I just I can't do it justice, right? And talk about no build whatsoever, but Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks in a strike. Sorry, 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 sorry. There's one match before that. Oh oh. The TBS championship Chris Seven will be so Oh uh, well, you know it. It wasn't a bad match, folks. But I just don't care. I went. I went to the bathroom. Well, thirty nine percent cared. They gave it a four star. Oh, oh, you are a bunch of AEW shills, okay? Who who want to get laid by one by one or or both of these women, and it's never gonna happen. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously. Shut the fuck up. Wait, go on to the next match. Why did I listen to Ricky Starks? No disrespect to Ruby Soho or um, Chris Statlander. I um I don't mean to dismiss your match because it was it was good. I was happy that you got time, unlike what you've been getting on TV. You know. But it, it's just like you know, but once again, there was no build. Like, why am I supposed to care? Chris Statlander just won the thing. Yep. And, and you know, and you expect me, based on how Ruby Soho has been dealing with the, the fucking outcast, which is a terrible storyline to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, although Tony Storm looks delicious. I, I, I just had to say that. But that acting on Dynamite was atrocious. Well, yes, the act. Um, but I'm not talking about the acting. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm saying like, uh, she looked good, but that that acting was atrocious. <laughs> she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Is what I'm gonna say. No, she she could have just stood there and uh, 
and been and been speechless uh, because of uh, what happened at uh, All In, and it would have been cool. Well, exactly. So, did this match have to be on pay per view? No, I don't. I honestly, I don't think the TBS title warrants a, a, a pay per view spot. I I don't. That's why I wouldn't have put it on there. Um, so on to the next one, then. Yes. Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. I have two words for this. Well, I have two sentences, really. I wish there had been more build, not so much around, you know, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, um, because everybody knew that Steamboat wasn't going to wrestle Starks on pay-per-view. I mean, for God's sake, all due respect to the legend, the absolute icon that is uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, but he's 70 years old. You know, um, and um, but but no build, no whatever. Um, this match was fucking incredible, brutal, but oh my god, the fact that they have any skin left whatsoever is a miracle. And Ben, did you see uh, Brent Danielson's uh, comments on Starks? No, I did not. What did he say? The, about the last time he had a strap match. Uh no. Do you remember who uh, who we faced in twenty twenty the Royal Rumble? Um, Brian Danielson? No, I don't. I didn't look that up because people were saying it was Brian Danielson and Bray Wyatt. It could it could have been, but I I just I just don't remember. I mean, look that up. We continue. Um, but yeah. There's nothing I can say about this match that would do it justice. Just if you're if you were smart like me and you recorded the pay per view at the same time you bought it, go back and take a look at this shit. Let me, let me just say this: Brian Danielson's theme song. I love that. That that is one of the greatest songs in, to come out of the eighties. I I agree absolutely, um, and, and I mean just the legit. The legitimacy that Brian, that Brian Danielson brings to professional wrestling. So hold on, hold on, hold on. is he out of the Blackpool Combat Club? No, he's still in it. So he, so, um, he, or, he can. No, he came out with him um, after John Moxley's match in the main event. Oh no! I was just gonna say, is he? Are they heels or faces or what? They're heels. So he's still here, but I guess uh, he was playing a face on uh, all out. I guess because I don't see Ricky Starks as the face. Well, I I don't either, but I think in this situation, Brian was the face. Yes. But overall, I think they're both heels. Uh, um, but you know, this was this was like a holy shit. If you're a fan of wrestling, you have to watch this, man. Yep, okay. Yeah. I, I remember 2020, it was for the Universal Championships, a strap match with Bray Wyatt versus uh, Brian Danielson. Or, or Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, Bryan yeah. was not back, man. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, definitely go back and check this match out. I couldn't recommend it any more highly. Um... And then uh, next up, we have. Let me let me just make sure I got this right. 
um, Claudio and Wheeler Yuta versus Eddie and Katsuyori Shibata. Um, I didn't really care for this. I just wasn't invested in it. I didn't care. I mean, it's Shibata. I've not seen many Shibata matches. Like, and you know all the New Japan that I've seen. But, like, that's one uh, guy that I've never seen, like, many, many of his matches. So, this one I couldn't really say much about. Um, you know, and, and was it bad? No. I mean, you, I'm not going to call it bad with the with the wrestlers that were um, were in it, but, I mean, it's just, it didn't have to be on pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, it was just, you know, and, and, and the ending was weird. Sorry, sorry, it, before, before you go on, uh, would you would you give a Danielson and Starks? Uh, oh, I'll, I'll give that a five-star all day long. Okay, 67% give it a five-star as well. Very good. For, for this match, I'll give you. I'll give you the rating uh, after you. Uh, after you're done, go ahead. Yes, but but so the end was weird as well. Um, Claudio caught um Eddie with a uh, with a uppercut for the three count. Mm-hmm. So it was just very random. I don't, and even even commentary said I don't think I've ever seen. Uh, match and after an uppercut. Now wait, I missed it. I, I missed this one because I stepped away from the television. That was the finisher. That was uh, what got them the three count. Yes, I I shit you not. What are we back uh, in the eighties? What? Well, that's what I was thinking. Remember I what? Mean, remember, remember when we get a three count in the eighties? A body slam alone. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and and this was very reminiscent of that. This. <laughs> finish um you know and i would have expected this match to have been better given who's in it but you know one one problem aside from the finish is it was just too long you know they could they could have cut arguably folks and i think this is true um they could have cut at least 10 minutes from almost every match on this card and it would have been fine and in in most cases, it would have made the matches better. Yeah. Okay. What do you um, got? For, what do you got for this one? I'll give it a a three. Yeah, thirty-five. Give it a three. Very good. Um, and then this one was absolutely fantastic. This was a um, great match. I, Ken, yeah. Kenny Omega versus Takeshita. Yeah. Oh my god. Just go back and watch this, folks. This is like I I posted on Twitter that this match, along with the strap match with Danielson and Starks, like I would I would show these to non-wrestling fans and tell them that these matches encapsulate why I'm a pro wrestling fan. Like those two matches and and this one was just absolutely incredible. Now, to, uh, commentary explained because I I wouldn't have known this because you know New Japan Pro Wrestling is one of my weakest points in wrestling knowledge. I've always been honest about that. I did not know there um, 
their history in New Japan talking about Takeshita uh, and Omega. That is so, actually because I never heard of Takeshita and, and I, like I said earlier, I watch a lot of New Japan. So for 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 Elio to say that that carries a lot of weight because because I can attest he I mean this guy's a wrestling encyclopedia so if he if he's not aware of something that that is a very strong uh, statement um so I I mean once again if it seems like I'm I'm a little bit short on some of these reviews of these matches it should feel like I I can't do it more justice than just by telling you to go and and take a look at it, folks, because there's nothing that I I could say that is going to to properly illustrate how much I I enjoyed this match. Again, I'm looking um, up, I'm looking up Takesha's profile, and it shows like a list of the stables he was like a part of, mostly in in New Japan. He was part of a stable called All Out. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is that is absolutely hilarious. Alright, so um, this, go on. The, and what's the next one, bud? No, sorry. Um, what are you, what are you giving this one? Oh, five stars. Three, four, give it a three. What? The fuck is wrong with you people? (laughs) Oh, Jesus fucking. We have two matches left. Think we get them through before before break? Uh, Well, let's see how much time we have left here. We have uh, 3.59. Yes. Yeah, we can we can zoom right through those. All right, so we have Bullet Club Gold versus the Young Bucks and FTR. This was a very good match. Like, it, it, like you know, I don't have a problem with this being on the pay per view. Um, you know, but in general, I don't like eight man matches. They're hard to follow. Yeah. Um, given the talent involved, I was fine with it, but did it need to go 21, 39? No. No. Uh, and, and, and whoever, whoever rated this, you know, like I said, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but whoever rated this gave this a three and three quarter star, you know, I'm, and I'm just like, I got to give it a two. Now, now I'm, I'm prejudiced against these kinds of matches, and I know that's blasphemous considering FTR and uh, the Young Bucks involvement, even though the Young Bucks, based on what I saw online, uh, with them doing a victory lap after collision and after CM Punk getting fired, based off of that, they're a bunch of unprofessional assholes um, because if CM Punk had done that, They'd be calling for his head and crying like a bunch of bitches. And I think they're a bunch of immature children, uh, young bucks are. Yes, and and I think I think that CM Punk had his point proven when he said he worked with a bunch of children. The young bucks proved his point right there. What a what a piece of shit. 
Um, that was, I mean, if I was Tony Khan, I would have pulled them aside and been like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm taking enough heat for this, and you go out there and do that shit. And I saw somebody online say, well, that had nothing to do with, with CM Punk. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Now, real quick, we'll get into this AEW International Championship main event. Um, the only drawback to me was that it was perfectly obvious John Moxley was going to win it. Um, just because it's like, what else is um, Orange Cassidy going to do with it? Now, granted, this is um, what the this this reviewer is is clueless. He says, "I do wish OC had gotten a successful title defense or two, but instead of losing the first he faced, but still, uh, what he had like twenty he had like twenty title defenses. You blind moron! You know, uh, or, or against." He wanted it against the main eventer. He had he defended it against oh, plenty of time and, guys. And when they were going in to commercial. Okay, very good. So we'll be back. All right, we're back, and it's time to give our ratings for the final match of all out: John Moxley, Orange Cassidy. Ben, what do you got? Um, I would give it a three point five. I'll go with the three. Um, I'm just glad that anyone uh, other than Orange Cassidy uh, is a new champion. Yeah. Yeah, his reign was getting really stale. But not only that, but stop carrying the title around in 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 a backpack. Yeah, I, I hated that. Yeah. I mean, even uh, when Diesel was a champion in 1995. He would come out of the ring. He would drag the title down by his side, the side. Like he'll be walking, he'll be dragging the title down. Like beside. Well, that's that's horrible. Yeah. Like, so overall, what do you got this for this pay per view? Um, I gave it a B plus. Okay, I'll go with the B. Uh, I I really like All In a lot better. I like, uh, of course, uh. We all know we know everything else, but um, yeah, I just, I really liked all in like the just the atmosphere in that in that stadium. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's no comparison between um, you know, Wembley and uh, I forget now, what the. Now, did you listen to um the to Friday's show? Uh, <laughs> no. All right, because um. We asked a question: uh, Should should Wembley be the the new home for All In? And the majority of the people voted yes. Well, I I would I would um agree with that for sure. Um, you know, but they gotta they gotta move the all out thing. It can't be a week after the fact. Why? Oh, I, I, that's ridiculous. When I saw that, the first time I saw it, I was like. How are you going to build a pay-per-view in only one week? Well, the answer is they didn't, but somehow... But I'm saying, not... how, how are you going to build it in, like, a week? Like, it's, you can't do that. Yeah, not only, exactly. Not but only, they, not only, it's not only you can't do that, you're not going to do that. You won't, you're not going to do it in a week. 
Yeah. So, um, but they still made it a very solid show. Yeah. All right, so we're we'll going to Monday Night Raw. Absolutely, sir. All right, what do you have? So, uh, for for this one, we're going to go back to the um, high points and low points formula. Yep. Um, and um, high points, I had um, Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle versus the Viking Raiders. Okay. I had... Um, I'm saying I'm surprised because you gave Viking Raiders a match at a high point. I mean, I know their their runs, uh, they've not done much with these guys lately. Uh, yeah, but I I thought this match was good. And then the next high point was the main event between Gunther and Chad Gable Walter. for the yes, um, for the Intercontinental Title. Yep, I mean, um, okay, and low point, what do you got? Um, for low points, I had, um, I had, uh, J.D. McDonough and Sami Zayn, I know, but it's okay. just, um, it's just, I felt like it was filler. That was my, that was my biggest problem with it. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad match. It just, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then um, the absolute low point was uh, Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez. Um, I just have to say that every time. Over um, Chelsea Green, because what the fuck oh, was that? Chelsea Green. It's Chelsea Green. Why is he saying it like that? I can't get my voice just to, like, that high of a so, pitch. I'm saying, why is she saying it like that? I I, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, but what did you have for high points, low points? Okay. Uh, I had the same as you, the main event, but I saw the Rick Shane and Shinsuke. Okay. And low points, yeah, I had uh, Raquel and um, Chelsea. Semi Saint Cheesy Man Cheat Semi Saint Cheesy McDonald. Very good. Alright, so that is that it for Monday Night Raw. Yep, quick and painless. Alright, so um we'll be back shortly. I'm just gonna pull up the first no we're not taking calls right now. I, I know, they're I'm pissed off at our uh, uh, review, I know. Actually no, we're not gonna we're not gonna um, be back in a second. I have the tournament right here, and we have the music tournament. Now, uh, before, uh, let me see some first. Wrestling tournament. The Perils of Live Podcasting, folks. Give us a second. Nope. Nope. Here we go. We're going to get right into the music tournament. Now, Ben, I already set up these matches for you, okay? Very good. So you're gonna do the rest. All right. So oh, are you? Oh, I love booking music tournaments. So are you ready? Yes, sir. This is the greatest metal band of all time tournament. All right. This is. I mean, this is right up my alley. <laughs> I'm all so right. excited. Your first <laughs> matchup. 
Slayer versus Judas Priest. Oh my God! Just, just stab me in the heart. Why don't you? I'll be right back for while you make a decision. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Slayer. Okay, I'll be right back. I'm grabbing my pen here. Okay, very good. Yeah. Remember how I said earlier, folks, Elio likes to see me in pain. <laughs> that, this, this is one of those situations. Okay, so Slayer moves on. Okay, now, now it's going to be Slayer versus the winner of this next match. Pantera versus Dio. Uh, Pantera. All right. Um, but I mean, Dio is is a badass guitarist. I mean, good lord. But yeah, Pantera. All right. So it. So that uh, takes care of that. I think calls. Why? Why are you fans calling in? I know. Stop. All right. Don't, don't do that. Match number three. Now again, these are on. This is a left bracket. Match number three: Motorhead versus Tool. Please, Motorhead. Okay. So Motorhead moves on. Okay. Next match number four will be. Match number four will be Opeth versus Slipknot. Um, I gotta tell you, I've never heard of Opeth. My brother has. Um, oh, he's uh much more familiar with them than I am. Uh, okay. really likes them. Um, hey, come here, man. I want to have a word with you about who this group is. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. And I want, but I'm gonna say Slipknot because I have a incredible fondness for uh, Corey Taylor's voice. All right. I mean, I I know I know it's not really on display in in Slipknot, so to speak, because they're like more of a like a scary looking thing. But uh, Corey Taylor has another band called Stone Sour, and um, I know Stone Sour, and he uh he is absolutely phenomenal. But just for the just for their history within the metal genre. I would have to give it to Slipknot. All right. Next one we have. Now, I don't know. I've never heard of this group. Have you heard of this? Mushuga? No. Versus Hellhammer. Um, well, we're going to have to go with Hellhammer because I've, I've never heard of the other group. Neither have I. I'm this one, when I saw the name, I was like, who? I've never heard of this, and I know these groups. Okay, so then we the final match is System of a Down versus Merciful Fate. Um, System of a Down. All right. <laughs> so that takes care of the left bracket. Okay, now we're gonna move on to the right brackets here. So our first match, Lamb of God. Versus Rage Against the Machine. Oh my god. Kill me now. Just murder me, please. 
Put me out of my misery. Um, rage against the machine. All right. Okay. Match number two. Anthrax versus Megadeth. Megadeth. Okay. Then we have match number three. Iron Maiden versus Metallica. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I, okay? I, no, I can't take this shit. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, okay, let me, let me just reset myself. What... what Let's just say the matchup again. Iron Maiden versus Metallica. Oh, fuck's sake. No wonder I had to reboot my brain. <laughs> it, it's too much. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Metallica. Okay. All right. Then we have Emperor versus Guns N' Roses. Uh, Guns N' Roses. Okay. All right. Then we have Mastodon versus Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Okay. Uh -huh. So... Sepultura gets a buy into the next round. No, actually, uh, it's uh, Black Thumb Sepultura. Yeah. They get a buy in the next round, okay? So, so <clears throat> here we go with the next round. Your first match. Are you ready? Yeah. Slayer versus Pantera. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Slayer. Okay. So we have Slayer. And we have Motorhead versus Slipknot. Uh, um, Slipknot. Okay. Not okay. And then we have Hellhammer versus System of a Down. Um, System of a Down. Okay. So System of a Down gets to buy to the next round. Cool. Okay. I I actually uh, miscalculate on the. On the other side, so it is going to be Black Sabbath then Sepultura. Okay, because it's next round. So okay, on the right brackets, Rage Against the Machine versus Megadeth. Now, some purist might stab me, but um, just based on my personal preference, Rage Against the Machine. Hey, I love Rage Against the Machine. 
Pulling something. I was I was listening to them right before we came on the air the first time. Pulling something parade, killing in the name of, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. Hell yes. Metallica versus Guns N' Roses. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Metallica. Okay. That one hurt my heart. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, Black Sabbath versus Sepultura? Uh, Black Sabbath. Okay, so... So Black Sabbath gets the buy. All right. So here we go with the round three. Slayer versus Slipknot. Slipknot. So Slipknot will face off against System of a Down in the in the final four. Okay. And we have on the right side, we have Rage Against the Machine versus Metallica. Uh, Rage Against the Machine. All right, so. So, okay, Rage Against the Machine. So, your final four will be Rage Against the Machine, will be Slipknot, System of a Down, Rage Against the Machine, and Black Sabbath. What a lineup. Alright, so here we go. Your 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 first match, Slipknot versus System of a Down. Slipknot. <laughs> okay. And Rage Against the Machine versus Black Sabbath. Oh for oh my god. Um, Black Sabbath. Oh, that turned heel. He went with the Black Sabbath. Okay. So Ben, here are the here are the two groups in the finals. It's gonna be slipped out versus Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Oh, Ben turned heel twice. Double heel turn. First he turned on Rage, and then he turned on Slipknot. Yeah. So it, it was painful. So the greatest metal band of all time winner goes to Black Sabbath. Yep. There we go. I'm comfortable with that. There we go. I'm very comfortable with that. So I'm just gonna fix this and I'll show you what you did here. Okay, uh, me, uh, on. Oh, there it is, okay. There you go. Ah, uh, my beautiful handiwork. Uh, now, ben, now, Ben, I got a question for you. Yeah. Now, you you're probably I don't know how you how you are about this, but for me I grew up on this group. Uh, but are you a Bon Jovi fan, or were you ever? So, 
I'm I'm not a Bon Jovi fan, but I can appreciate their talent, or it, mostly his. Okay. But um, no, it, it's not one of my go tos. Okay, I mean, I, I, because I have I have uh, I put their their top ten songs in a tournament, so I still got to do that tournament. So I'm gonna have that for you on Saturday. But we're gonna be back shortly because I'm gonna pull up the mystery. Because you have to solve a mystery, Ben. Yes, and apparently someone's displeased with my booking of the greatest metal. Yeah, they're very upset with their heel turn. This is my podcast, God damn it. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> and and it's, our fi- it's our five-year anniversary show, so I can do what I want, bitch. Anti-Vax Sabbath fans are calling in wanting to give Ben Hill for his uh, booking of that tournament. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so uh, while, I, while, while I was, uh, we were doing that, I, I have the Mr. Murder Mystery. Oh, no, wait, I have a triple threat match, actually. So let me see how this is going to work. Okay, so we have a triple threat match. So it's the same thing, uh, two seconds, you know how it works. Yep. All right, so let me just set this up. And are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, and go. Stop. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry that I, I, I accidentally hit the wrong button. Okay. Okay, and go. Stop. Oh, okay. Dana Brooke. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work because these are these are both men and women in this uh in this thing. So we might have well, to redo well, this. We, no, we can do an intergender match. I don't care. Alright, so we have Dana Brooke. Okay, let's see who the other two are gonna be. Alright. Let's see the other two. So Dana Brooke is the first one. Now. Are you ready for this one and go? Stop. <laughs> Dana Brooke versus Dolph Ziggler. Oh Lord. Versus who? And go. Stop. Oh my god, seriously? <laughs> what? <laughs> Dana Brooke versus Dolph Ziggler versus Veer Mahan. This is a terrible match. <laughs> but that um, one, I'm gonna go with Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Who booked that? Bit, bitch, was that you that booked that? Yeah, that was definitely Vince. Oh my god. What? That was a Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard oh. state. Just. Special. Okay, we have time, so I got I got to do one more because, but yeah, that that was awful. We'll be back. We'll be, I'll be back. We'll be back uh, shortly. I just gotta see where this one is. Yeah. All right, Ben. I found one. One um on one uh, thing on on uh, TikTok. Ten years, ten championships. So you've been in WB for ten years. We're gonna see. 
which championship you're going to get in, in each year, okay? Sounds good. All right, we're back. And Ben, you've been in the WWE for 10 years. And we're going to take a look at which championships you had in each year, okay? Are okay. Ready? Yep. So what did you start year one out as? And go. Stop. All right. Year one, the United States Championship. Not bad. All right. Year two, are you ready? Yeah. And okay. And go. Stop. Year two, NXT North American Champion. Oh, I got sent back down. That's not fun. Okay. All right. And go. Stop. Year three, you're the U.S. champion again. So you're a two-time U.S. champion. Okay. Actually, are you keeping track just in case I lose track of like yeah. what I want? Okay. Yeah. So let's see what year four gives you. And year four will give you... Go. Stop. Year four, the NXT champion. Okay, so I'm, clearly I'm trying to help the the NXT brand, uh, you know, from I'm trying to prevent it from dying. Okay. Yes. All right. Year five. Here we go. Year five. Wait, I'm just trying to set it up here. All right, and go. Stop. Okay. We have to do year five again because it landed on the women's championship. Okay. See, because uh, they're included in this, but like this person skips it. Okay. So let me go back a minute here. And go. Stop. Okay, it's doing it again. Right, try it again. Third time's a charm, Ben, because I don't know why they were giving you the NXT Women's Champion. Go. Stop. Oh boy. Okay. Year five. <laughs> You're the twenty-four-seven champion. No, I'm on the downslide. What the fuck? What? What is going on? Hopefully, year six is better for you. I hope. I hope year six treats you better, Ben. Yeah, me too. All right, and go. Stop. SmackDown Women's Champion? Uh, no. No, we have to, it's a redo. Go. 
Stop. NXT champion year six. Jesus Christ. I'm like riding the rails here. What is going on? Okay, year seven. Year seven. Let's go. And go. Stop. You're still NXT champion. Okay, cool. Year eight. Here we go with year eight and go. One, two, stop. You're year eight, you're the Intercontinental Champion. Yes. Finally. Year, okay, year nine. Okay, year nine. Okay. And go. Stop. NXC UK champion. Good God. <laughs> what is this? Okay. And year 10. And year 10. This is the final year, Ben. Ben making good. Go. Stop. United States champion. Cool. So, three-time U.S. champion, uh, one-time... Uh, 24-7 champion, two-time NXT champion, one-time NXT UK champion, and one-time Intercontinental champion. Good God. <laughs> what a roller coaster career. All right, so, um, Ben, um, before we move on to wrestling with that, um, so I have the... I have that battle royal set up. Do you want to pick your number for that wrestler in yeah. for your wrestling the battle royal? Yeah, sure. All right. So you, of course, have three switches. So what that means is you can, sh if you don't like who you have, you can change it three times after the third third time. Whoever you have, that's your wrestler. You you can't change it. So okay. I, want you, I want you to pick a number between 1 and 100. 67. 67. Let's take a look at who number 67 is. Okay, number 67 is Fritz von Eric. Okay, let's change that. Okay, why don't you change it? All right. So pick another number. Um, 30. 30. So you used up one switch. Okay. So you pick number 30. Number 30 is John Cena. Yeah, I'm good with that. We're good. Okay. So my, I'm thinking we can do this on Sunday, on the Sunday show. And we're going to, the way we're going to do it. We're gonna split it up into four segments because twenty-five in the first segment, twenty-five in the second, and so on. Right. And I'm thinking after this, what we're gonna do is we're gonna put these names in a ginormous tournament because I'm curious to see. And we're gonna do it the same way: twenty-five, twenty-five, twenty-five. Okay. And the winner of uh, the A bracket in the first uh, 25 win faces the winner of the second bracket in the second group of 25. 
Okay. Until Very we good. have one, until we have one uh, final. But for now, we're gonna move on to wrestling roulette. Okay. But plus, we have the women's champion, the women's tournament, which I still haven't set up the matches. So that should be interesting. I can't believe you went from with that list that I read off the other day. Yeah. With the Bell Twins. Oh my okay. God. Give us a minute and we'll be back with Wrestling Roulette. All right, Ben, it's time for Wrestling Roulette. We have a new Yay, my favorite segment. We didn't do this on the last tournament, on the last show. Yes, we, um, I, I forget. Oh, yeah, because we had the special. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We, had, we had all the pay per views to go over. And yeah. Put, and get over here. Okay, so way this works, I play 21 tracks. Ben has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. I only play 10 seconds. And Ben, are you ready for your first one? Yep. Here we are. No, that is Jack Swagger. Oh god damn. Alright, track two here. Fucking purple hat wearing punk. Uh Kane. Kane, okay, Ben. You can't call him a purple hat when punk while I'm playing the theme. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go number three. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? No, it is not. That is Drake Maverick. Oh, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Number four. The fuck is that? When was Rocky a WWE superstar? No, no, that's not Rocky. I put that in there for a reason. That was a wrestling theme. That That song was used as a wrestling theme. Um, I don't know. That is Hulk Hogan. Oh, Thunder Lips. No, no, that's Hulk Hogan. No, that's uh, what what uh, what he used to come out to the ring with uh, in the early eighties. Oh, okay. All right, track number five. The Miz. The Miz. The one that did an invisible skull crushing finale on an oh invisible John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> that I was a, what is going on? That was that? that was a low point that wasn't even worth mentioning on our all review. <laughs> okay, number six, here we go. No, you know what? I'm not gonna give you that one. 
That's actually uh, the theme for Survivor Series 2010. I'll give you another one. Oh, okay, here we go. Number six, I said. Yeah. Uh, Sid Vicious. Psycho Sid. Sid. Vicious, yes. All right. Number seven. Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, you are up to four. All right, number eight. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter? I don't know. That is Hercules. Oh, that is terrible. That was nineteen. That, that, that was his theme in 1988. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, number nine. Pass. That is Scotty Riggs. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. All right. You are number 10. You know what? This one doesn't even count because uh, they didn't even wrestle that. That was the Nitro Girls. Uh, no, that one doesn't count. What the? Here we go, number 10. That is the headbangers. Oh shit. Yes. Okay, number eleven. If you're feeling lonely today. That is the Firefly Funhouse theme, rest in peace, Bray White. Yes. And Ben? Yeah. That's a, that is a real song. I didn't even know. Oh my God. It, it comes off of this uh, album, Happy Songs. Oh, Jesus. You call I that, did not know. You, you call <laughs> that a happy song. I call that a terrifying song. When I heard that, I was like, when I saw that, I'm like, what? Like, it's called The Good Friendship Song by Cute Music for Kids. That's a kid's song. That's <laughs> <terrifying>. <laughs> okay, so you're up to five, right? Yeah. Okay, here we go, number 12. Um, Ricochet? Ricochet? No, that is Kanan Carter and Katana Chance. Oh, God. Well, I don't know. It's Casey Kelly I know. 
Bitch. Uh, number 13. Yo, 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 yo. Baba Forty and check your rollies. It's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Bringing it, bringing it, bringing the hoods. Crime time. Crime Rest time. in peace, Shag Gaspard. I have no idea, but I'm guessing from your reaction that you like that song. That is the honky tonk man. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, uh, I bet you he's. I bet you he's pissed off about losing his record. Well, I mean, uh, I love you, play a little more, bit. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> I love that theme. I can oh. tell. Okay. Here we go. Fifteen. Elias? Nope, that is Balls Mahoney, ECW. Oh, Jesus. There's another rest in peace right there. Okay, that's a little, this is a little weird now. What's going on? With all these people that we're getting, and we're saying we're some peace. Oh. Yeah, being dead. Yeah. All right, here we go. Very Number sad. Sixteen. I'm all grown up now, and I listen and learn the true star, and I'm finally getting my turn. Took my L, got my spot. I'm up here for a minute, sunny boy. If you like it. Uh, Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon. I have no idea. That is Batista, the acoustic version. Oh, God. Ugh. 18, here we go. Uh, TJ Perkins. No, that is the full-blooded Italians. Oh god, that theme sucks. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. Three six, my Mark Henry. Mark Henry. That's nineteen, I believe. Or is this nineteen? Yeah. All right, here we go, number twenty. You know you can't get nothing for that. I'm going to give you an extra 10. Victoria? 
No, that is Christian. Oh my, oh my God. Okay. Last one. Seriously. I have not a clue, and I that don't is, care. That is Linda Miles. That is terrible. Who? Linda Miles. Shaniqua. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe I, they, have, they actually have her theme on Spotify. Oh, so that's, one, that's 21 tries, but I've been, I'm curious to see what track 22 would have been. Are you ready? Yeah. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. But they, they, they actually have lyrics to the song. Seriously? Oh my god. Let him know, bro. Bro. Let him know, bro. That's all it says. Oh my Christ. That's terrible. <laughs> all right. So that, that, is, <laughs> that is absolutely all. The final score is eight. Well, it's not too terrible. All right, Ben, let's see bring your show to a close. Oh, very good. All right, so that is it for another episode of the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will be back on Sunday, and we will have the 100-man Battle Royal with Ben's pig, John Cena, in there. So we'll see if how he does in that battle royal. And we will also have the greatest uh, women's uh, main roster tournament for the, for the years spanning 2014 to 2019. Very good. All right, so is there anything else or is that it? Uh, no, guys, thanks for joining us for our five-year anniversary show. Uh, we've absolutely loved doing this show with you so far. And, um, and keep on with us because we're only getting bigger and better. We'll see you next time.